Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall, and I'm here with my guys, Robbie and Mike, to talk some kicks. What's going on, fellas? Man, it's going good. I'm still just uh, rolling around from all the turkey I've eaten. How you doing, Robbie? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty similar. To this. I went heavy on the sweets this year. I was like, I'm not going to have a lot of the mashed potatoes and stuffing. Then I went for a walk and I came back and I was like, okay, where are these, where are these pies at? And the pie game was strong this year. So good. <laughs> the walk is a game changer on Thanksgiving for real. <laughs> Clear your mind, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you got, you, you build up that mental capacity to go back in for another round, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's 100% how it felt. See, I got the old trusted map. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I came back and put Toy Story 3 on, and I was out within the first act. <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> it was watching yeah. you, man. Well, uh, before we get into to this episode, uh, we wanted to take care of some business. Shout out RIP Lil Saint for the review on iTunes. He said, Flames, I love the podcast, but it's affecting my real life. I bought four different colorways of up-tempo 95s, Zoom GP2s, and some flight posit 2s for retail. I would have never behaved like these, like, like this if I had never heard of the Sneaker History Podcast. So I guess we should apologize, but, you know, <laughs> I, me personally, I can't really, <laughs> I can't really speak on anything because I'm obviously notorious for buying things at retail when I shouldn't. So. Uh, but we do appreciate the review. If you have a minute, head over to iTunes, drop us a review. We, we would definitely appreciate it. It gives us a chance to kind of grow the podcast and expand our audience here. And if you're really feeling it, check us out on Patreon. There's ways that you can support the podcast there as well. Patreon.com slash sneaker history. Maybe we'll send you a pie. Maybe we'll send you a pie or some food. <laughs> some, some tamales. We'll send you some tamales. There we go. So I've always wanted to do this and maybe we should just start it through Patreon or something, but I've always wanted to send like a, you know how like the, the stereotypical Christmas gift for like parties and stuff is always like a, a fruitcake. Oh, I always wanted to just have like a fruitcake sent to a bunch of my friends and see how long that just became a recurring gift where people just re-gift it. <laughs> Because, you know, fruitcakes last forever, right? So it's kind of like Twinkies. Like you oh. give somebody Twinkies 
they could leave them in the cabinet for a year and and give them away next year and nobody's gonna know the difference what would be super <laughs> what we gonna do though put a sneaker history snake no, go ahead. Put a sticker on there to make sure every time someone gets regifted, we can figure out how many times it's been, just so we know how many people it's been through. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. I'm like, it gets regifted to the first person, and there's like one bite taken out of it. That's so gross. Use food. That's what that is. We always talk about kind of the stuff that we wear typically towards the end of the episode, but we want to we want to kind of make this a formal, a more formal thing. And uh, we're going to call it something along the lines of rocking and copping. That's a working title, working segment. But <laughs> basically, we want to talk about what we wore either today, yesterday, something in the last couple of days and stuff that we either copped or are looking at copping this week. I don't know. One of you guys want to want to start us off? Go ahead, Rob. You start, man. Man, so there's no active petition in the world, but in my brain, I've had one for a very long time for Zoom loaded Air Jordan 1s and the Fearless Zoom Air Jordan 1 that's coming out here this weekend. That's definitely on my radar. I'm hoping the Jordan gods help me not pay retail on it, but I love that it kept all the original shape. But it's simply put Zoom inside. The 3M looks completely out there, and I'm I'm with it as long as it's the build's right, which it is. I'm on board, so that's for sure my shoe I'm looking at. What you've been rocking? What you what you had on feet today, man? So the past four days, I've worn a pair of Jordan One Lows because oh look at you the jordan friend wow. sent them to me i would not have bought them let's make that very clear they were sent <laughs> so like, you know what they were a gift might as well just wear them had to drive up for had to do a lot of driving for thanksgiving and like the holiday this weekend so i knew they'd be a shoe i could get messed up and keep moving and not care and i wore them th- you know three days in a row and i was quite happy with how they looked and they, they're comfortable above everything like the leather isn't the best, but on foot, it feels good around the ankle. They're easy to wear. So that's, that's been on my feet from the guy that only wears Air Jordan one highs. I'm now collecting non-traditional Jordan ones. And I like it. If they're free. If, yeah, if, if they're, they're free. free. Yeah. That's like, that's like the, big, <laughs> the big caveat. Um, <laughs> except for the, the zoom, the SB Jordan one lows, I bought those because they have zoom in them. So I, yeah, I got that's fair. That's fair. one a couple months yeah. ago for retail. I was like, man, these are gonna be so comfortable. And lo and behold, they are freaking comfortable. So <laughs> did you get the second pair? The, uh, the uh, UNC blues? No, I haven't found them for retail or close enough yet. So once that happens, mm-hmm. I'll buy them. Right. I'm like, nice. I don't, how about you, Mike? So I wore yesterday my um, 2011 black cement threes. Wore those pretty much most of the weekend, actually. Um, but um, that's what I was rocking. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm copping was a bunch of ill-advised things that Black Friday and Cyber Monday took me as a as a victim and didn't let go. Um, so I am proud to say. I'm not really proud, but I'm, I'm pretty surprised in myself. Not one of my purchases was a Nike or a Jordan. Um, 
so in the in the coming weeks, you guys will see pictures of like I got a hold of uh, the oh my god uh, the answer five. I can't think. I had a complete blank. Uh, oh, the Eric Emanuel. What is? Thank you. I knew his last name. Like, what is his first name? <laughs> I bought the yeah, the yellow and silver pair of uh, Eric Emanuel uh, answer fives for like sixty percent off. I got an OG pair of uh, Instapump Furies, the blue, white, and red colorway for like you know seventy percent off. I got a pair of the Instapump Fury Boost in a prototype colorway for half off, and then. Uh, me and Robbie talked about this last week, but I finally got my my Fiji wear from Adidas for literally forty one dollars. So uh, I I think I'm good for now. <laughs> I can't cop anything else for a minute. It's tough when when everybody has crazy deals like this is like that time of the year where you're just like, damn. Plus, I got to be, you know, at least aware that I'm probably buying Jordan 11s. I'm probably buying a lot of other things for other people in the next three, four weeks. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I kind of got hooked into the same thing as far as, uh, copying. I picked up a couple of pair of pump furies, uh, off that Reebok sale. One of them being the, uh, the boost pump fury. So I'm pretty excited about that one just because yeah. I want to see what it's like. Yeah. That, that's pretty much it for, for, uh, for the sneaker purchases. Um, but I've been kind of under the weather for the last week or so, so I haven't worn a lot of stuff other than, you know, Nike dry fit socks around the house. But uh, uh, yesterday I did wear the Puma <laughs> R698, like the OG 93, which is like the black and pink colorway. And I don't know if there's a better shoe for like, I mean, you can probably find that shoe for like 30 or $40 on sale or on clearance. And that shoe is so comfortable. Like I would say that it's like up there with like an Air Max one as far as comfort F for the price. Like I, I really don't think you can beat that shoe. I mean, as long as you can find a color that you like, it's pretty wild how comfortable that shoe is. And um, but yeah, so that's that's what I wore most recently. Nice. This episode, we want to get into uh, some some black continue on the, the Black Friday theme talk about some of the releases that have happened over the years. So Mike, since, since this was kind of came from your, your idea, why don't you uh, introduce tonight's episode? Yeah. So, you know, with us, everyone kind of clamoring, you know, the holiday really starts after Thanksgiving with black Friday and you always have your, you know, really hyped up releases. You even have foot locker. They, when at this point in time, they call it the week of greatness where they're just, release after release after release and I mean basically we want to take a step back and kind of look at everything that's been coming in and out in releases for the past you know hey we're coming up to that decade mark so we want to look back starting from 2010 and what we did was collected a list of everything that we could find that released and we each picked our top five from that list the things that we like not necessarily things that we were able to get our hands on but something that kind of that we thought had a big impact and you know, we're going to show you guys and we have a, maybe have a few honorable mentions in there as well. But yeah, there's a lot of shoes out there. I mean, heck, there's probably one of the most starts again, the most busy time of year, which is one day when it'd be a sale or a drop. So there's just so much happening. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think like before we started recording, um, Robbie made a good point about 
couple of the shoes on the list that I think uh, we should definitely touch on. So there will be some honorable mentions. But Robbie, you want to start start out with your, with your top five or, or your first one in your top five? Should I just throw in the honorable mention now, or at least what I'm thinking as an honorable mention? Sure, why not? Let's is, do it. Is that, is that an appropriate time? Um, so it all comes down to timing, both when you're releasing shoes and when you're reselling shoes. And, and in my eyes, one of the Jordans that I think would have made an absolute killing if they had released like four or five years earlier are the Jim Red Air Jordan 12s from 2018. Those all red and white joints. And super cool, great color blocking, mm -hmm. bulls in, you know, like bulls inspiration by the colors. Everything was just really good, but in the world full of Yeezys and collabs and Air Jordan, this kind of retro is not being the same. They didn't really do so hot, but if those would have dropped earlier, that would have been absolute fire on the Black Friday market. Um, do you guys have any other, before I go on with my first real one, do you have any honorable mentions or? Yeah, uh, I got an honorable mention. Uh, by the way, we included also Cyber Monday in this as well. So that way you kind of get a all-inclusive look at everything that dropped from that three, four-day uh, span. And with that being said, my honorable mention was the Jordan 1 Cyber Monday. Um, I think it was it eventually sold out, but as a sneaker that sat um, super clean, just all black upper, white midsole, outsole. If I remember correctly, I actually had a pretty decently like soft leather as well. And just, I, I thought it was just a clean shoe. I, I think it's just one of those that kind of went unappreciated, but eventually they got scooped up and I think all in all, it was just a, a solid shoe. Yeah, I think I think that shoe was super underrated. And I think the, the Jim Red 12s too, just like great colorway, just tough competition at that time. You know, it, it's it's interesting to think back like, and and, you know, as we look back at the way things have been released and even just like the way that I think people the way that trends are now and how kind of quickly they can come and go. There's so many shoes over the years that I look at that are like the, you know, the gym red 12 being like the, the example we're talking about, but it's like, there's so many that if that shoe came out four or five years prior, it would be one of the hottest shoes of the year. And now we're in this time where there's so much good stuff coming out over the last two, three years that it's hard for, you know, and for Jordan retros to kind of really stand out for me personally. Like I don't, I don't dislike Jordan retros any at all. I just feel like, you know, we were talking a, a little bit before we started recording and I, I just feel like, like Robbie made a great point. Like, you know, that the, the, the OG colorways are going to be, they're going to return. So you don't have that same enthusiasm for them. And, and because of that, I think that kind of spills over into like these kind of alternate colorways. Cause really it's, it's for me, it's rare that a Jordan retro comes out in a colorway that is, you know, really far off non-traditional that is really appealing, right? It's, it's the simplest versions of those shoes that have the closest ties to either player exclusives from back in the day or, you know, like alternate team colors, those kind of things that stand out, you know, like 
the the royal um was it the game royal 12s um the gym red 12s those kind of things even just looking at like other releases like the top three jordan 4 or, or the what the jordan 4 sorry it's good for i think the new the kid that's new into the sneaker world or like the even you know adults that are new into the sneaker world because it's kind of stylish compared to some of the other stuff that's coming out. You're seeing a lot of this like two tone color thing, but then, you know, for those of us that have been into it a long time, it's like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, it's, it turned out better than I thought it, it, the pictures showed up later that made me want to like, go check it out. I saw a lot of people said that quality was really great, but I still am not going to pull the trigger on it at the end of the day. So as far as uh, the, you know, kind of honorable mention for me i think it's probably the the jordan 8 aqua from 2015 this is a shoe that i never got i wish i would have picked up back then it was one of those shoes and, I, and i'm probably not the only one that does this but i think with jordan retros i put off actually buying it thinking it's going to go on sale and i either don't make a like a real effort to get it when it does go on sale or my size is already gone by the time it goes on sale. And I kind of just like am left out in the cold without the shoes that I wanted. <laughs> Story of my life it happens to me all the time. Facts. I'm just thinking, no, because like the same, same <laughs> I mean, we're all in that same boat where it's like, Ooh, I, they're finally on sale. And it's like size eight, nine, 14. Like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Everything around the right size. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But um, I guess I'll start off. Yeah. I mean, it kind of <laughs> does. But at the same time, you're you didn't buy them in the first time for the you know for a reason. So you'll live without them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna start the list off with a banger. I'm gonna start out with the Jordan Seven Ben Twenty Three from 2010, the West African inspired. Gorgeous leather, dust bag dwelling beauties. Like, I love that shoe. Um, if money wasn't an option, that would get bought really quick. Um, even down to like the wooden shoe trees in it, everything about it was just mega premium. We talked about how good the Bin 2 was in our Jordan 2 episode a while back. And these kind of fall in the same boat, but they're way more wearable. They're a little difficult now, I guess, in 2019. But when it comes to a white leather Jordan 7, they pretty much always look good. I think to like the Flint 7s, uh, that tumble leather, you know, around some of the overlays. This has that going across the entire thing, and it just looks so good. So I'm going to start off with the Jordan 7 bin. Yeah, that's fire. I mean, you can argue with that, yeah. <laughs> number five on my list is going to be the air max 97 silver bullet that released in 2017 um i mean just all around classic is actually it was, it was, i was in the same situation with this one as we talked about the jordans i didn't think people were actually going to buy it because typically air max retros unless it's like an atmos colorway will sit and lo and behold they were gone in the blink of an eye so it was one of the ones i i definitely regret not snagging as soon as they release but they're just a dope all-around classic to me agreed 
my number five, I guess, is going to be a little bit further back only because I'm I'm kind of. Uh, I kind of have this like burned in my memory for some reason, because. I worked for Nice Kicks back in the day, this is like 2007, 2008. And I remember when this shoe came out for Black Friday. And it was it was just kind of genius in the way that it was released. So the shoe is the uh, uh, Nike Air Force One Supreme Black Friday by Clark Kent. And basically. At that time, everything was leaking. It was what happens on Instagram now, but happening on all these blogs back in the day, right? So or on the Nike talk forum. So you would have a a picture like a catalog scan or some terrible picture from, you know, keep in mind, phones were terrible back then. The, the cameras were terrible back then. So nothing good was coming in, in leaked information like you could never really see or anything. So Clark's idea for a Black Friday release was to make sure that the box just read Air Force One, you know, black on black, didn't show anything. But obviously the shoe was black pony hair, had like this reflective, like black silver, like kind of heel cap and swoosh. And I'm not a big Air Force One fan, but that was always impressive to me how he was able to like kind of slip that by everything because nobody knew what the shoe looked like. I remember he posted a picture of basically like an almost blacked out image where you could see that it was going to be an Air Force One. And if you follow Clark Kent, you know, he's an Air Force One guy. So you knew kind of what was going on. But but it was like it didn't it didn't actually, you know, show up until I think probably maybe the night before or or maybe the day before, if that. Um, so that one to me is always kind of going to be a special one. Um, so that's my number five. That is a, that's definitely one that people probably had to like pull out of the memory banks. Cause until you showed it to me, I did not remember that sneaker. Now it was a clean looking shoe. No, I didn't know about it. It's kind of the first time I remember. No, I was say I didn't know about it till I did something for nice kicks talking about, Hip hop Air Force Ones, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I vaguely remember those existing." Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the first time I remember a shoe specifically being released for Black Friday. So, um, definitely kind of a turning point in in the sneaker world too for me to to start paying attention to all the stuff that came out, you know, around Black Friday because you know you were Black Friday was always a shopping thing, but you know. For the most part, you were buying big ass TVs and stuff like that. You weren't paying attention to sneakers in that way. Um, you know, sneakers were still dropping on Saturdays and, um, you know, like it wasn't like you had this like crazy calendar of release dates like we do now. So yeah, I thought it was a really cool. cool one. The solid, solid pick. Probably what you got for your fourth one, man. A lot more of a well-known shoe. It's one of the I was telling Nick earlier, it's one of the few OG Jordans I've never had and I've always wanted getting to the point now where I have just about everything I've ever wanted but the Flint 13s from 2010 I believe the past three or four years we've heard they're coming back they're coming back and allegedly 2020 is going to be the actual year it happens but um so clean 
I think one of the best, if not the best outside of the Royal one, like the best non bull colorway of a OG Jordan, just the, the gray and the blue all works with the white, just super duper. I mean, classic. I mean, real ones. No, if you have a pair, you feel a certain kind of way when you wear them. It's just a, a gorgeous shoe. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely will be. Definitely my favorite 13 colorway. Oh, yeah. Next to the playoff, uh, playoff 13s. These are, these are my like second favorite. So I will be down trying to get these in 2020 if they come out. <laughs> all right. So my number four pick is actually three shoes, uh, but they're all the same deal. It was the uh, Yeezy 350 V2 Black Friday pack in 2016. Um, not necessarily anything I owned. I've actually never owned a pair of Yeezys. If, no one's ever heard the show. You guys know that already. Um, but it's just the fact that how it released and to this moment, it's just literally a black shoe with each of them has a different color stripe on the side. And it just calls a, a frenzy. Um, I mean, the infrared stripe one, I think, is still one of the most highest price, easy uh, 350v2s to even get your hands on right now. So, I mean... He's definitely done his thing. That just solidifies one of the, like he, his staying power and what he can do. Kanye can do with his designs and, and the hype around his sneakers. So um, that'd be my number four pick for that reason. It's definitely a good one. It was crazy really to think like how much he kind of owned Black Friday with that pack too, because mm-hmm. all the other stuff that you see from that year, right? Like I was, I was actually going to say my number four is probably uh, the Bape nmd r1 i kind of i kind of feel like Mm. like 2016 was like peak adidas kind of just like owning the conversation around sneakers and i feel like the the babe stuff was just like it it was buzzing for a while before it even released and it's kind of crazy that it was such a simple shoe that that did that to me so but I also think like that that has to do with like what you your pick of the easy Black Friday pack, right? You know, looking at the other stuff that released in 2016, you had like the Jordan three true blue, obviously a classic shoe. The top three year Jordan one, the Kyrie Krispy Kremes, which was the, the Kyrie two Krispy Kremes, I should say, which are super dope. And the, the way they released those was super dope. But like all of that stuff really gets overshadowed by those Yeezys in 2016 to me. but. Easily, yeah. Um, yeah. Super. I mean, it's like the red ones are the most coveted of the three. And I agree with why they're the most coveted. But the copper ones, every time I see them, it's just such a good color with that black. It just, as the kids would say, it hits different. But um, it, it definitely does. It's it's. All three of them are great and they each bring something different to the table while all looking the same, kind of, you know, pretty much. Yes, yeah, so the far name can go. Shoot. Say, so, Nick, what was your number four? You said the Bape NMD R1? Yeah, I think the Bape NMD R1. I just thought like that was the first time that I really think Adidas went past like the expected. You could say this about a, a number of releases for them since then, but I look at what they did and and I look at thinking it from a business perspective. 
you know, or, or even just like a team perspective, right? You basically have like the Michael Jordan of sneakers on your team. And rather than just be like, you know, cool, like we got this, we're mailing it in because Kanye's dropping three shoes and, and everything's getting shut down. Like they still went out and were like, we need to still, you know, the NMD is still, still pretty hot at that moment, right? It's three years ago. So people were still like rocking with the NMD. And you go and partner with basically the, like one of the biggest brands in streetwear to, to kind of like level up on that, on that particular silhouette. And I think that was, it took a lot to probably do that. Cause you know, just thinking of like the way the business works and like thinking of the numbers game that, that happens behind the scenes. I'm sure there were plenty of people at Adidas as all those things were, were going on. were like, do we really need to do that on Black Friday? Do we really need to, or, you know, over Black Friday weekend when we've got this big easy drop going on? But like, that was also like, you know, a pretty powerful move for me, in my perspective, at least to see like, no, we're going to try to own like everything for this weekend. Like, you know, and, and typically you wouldn't see like Adidas with the confidence to do that as a business, in my opinion, especially when there's a shoe like the true blue three coming out, which is like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's typically like a, a crazy moneymaker for Nike and Jordan brand, right? Like so much nostalgia in that shoe, it, you know, they probably expected it to do way better than it did. Not that they didn't make money because, you know, they're making a profit, even if they're selling it at 60 bucks a pop, but yeah, the, Bape and MDR one for me for number four. Yeah, 2016 might have been one of the most disappointing Black Fridays for me because I got literally, because I, I mean, like everybody that year trying to go for the, the Yeezys and then the Bape uh, NMDs and scored absolutely zero in all of those. So that just tells you right there how how Adidas was definitely pulling power moves that year. So the Bape NMD. I would really say that's the last NMD to hit to really draw attention towards that silhouette. And it's all been downhill since then, but that was like the right time. We talked about Under Armour, not striking Adidas was like, screw that. We're striking hard. And they did. And it went really well. Um, my next pick is the Jordan three true blue. <laughs> the one that kind of <laughs> gone right nice, there. Nice. Um, <laughs> That was, again, one of the OG Jordans I've always wanted. And when I checked that box off the list, it felt really good. Um, I remember being on the on the pooper and seeing finish line drop them. <laughs> finish line drop them like two days early, three days early. And I bought them through them at retail. Yeah, I bought those at full retail days before. That's how bad I wanted them. And I never looked back. I wear them at least once every other month. So they're pretty good in the rotation. It's just Kobe wearing those in the 2003 all-star game was one of the moments that made me fall in love with shoes. Just in Robbie's life of sneakers, that's a really powerful moment. And since then I missed out on 2009 and 2010. I'm just wasn't getting them. So this, I knew the moment I could get those, they would be purchased. Instacop. Cop on site. <laughs> Purchase on site. POF. I mean, I mean, that's this this whole like 
part of this conversation is what I like truly love about sneakers and continue to be reminded of in like our conversations. And when I talk with other people, because we all have those moments that that are just like, no, this like this was it for me right right then. Like I had to I had to do that. I had to be a part of that. I had to experience that or I had to recreate that experience that, because I, I missed it the first time around. But it's it's awesome that we're like all looking at this. It, from a completely kind of different angle, but like, you know, obviously our story of like how we, you know, choose the shoe is, is, you know, the same just based on our own personal, you know, connections to them. So. Yeah, man. And that's just always a solid shoe. And just to keep up with the same theme of Jordan threes, my number three pick is going to be the 2011 Jordan three black cement. Um, I got these right this is like right before I graduated college and I worked at Champs and I did not buy these retail. I actually got them with my employee discount. So I think back then it was after a discount it was like $111. So these things are still holding up strong. I mean, you guys heard the beginning. I, I've been wearing these all the past weekend and probably one of my all time favorite shoes. It was, this was at a point where I finally was making, you know, enough money on the side to actually, you know, buy the Jordan retro. So that one's pretty pretty uh pretty special to me because this is i think probably at a point where i was like i say i was starting to be able to purchase shoes on my own and this is my first like legit og not counting like stuff i had when i was like a, a, a small kid so this one i'm gonna hold on to forever so i used to always joke that if the house was burning down i would grab the 2011s <laughs> and so like i 100 feel you on that they do hold up really well. Mine are yellowing and the chip, like the paint's chipping super bad. <laughs> but I love that damn shoe. Um, I might have told this story in the past, but I could have got those or DB4s. And I got black cement threes instead of the DB4. In hindsight, not the best call. But that's just, again, how bad I wanted that shoe. So I feel you, Mike. For my uh, next pick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one year closer 2012 air jordan for black and red you know black cement technically right or whatever people call it that shoe for me was always unattainable i never was able to get a pair as a kid i wanted the the jordan 4 the jordan 3 and the jordan 4 were the first ones that i really felt uh envious of the kids in school that got to wear them originally and that when that shoe retroed throughout the years for some reason i could just i was never in the financial position to get it 2012 i was like fully prepared so i ended up getting probably like six pairs um I, uh, yeah i mean that's a, that's one of my favorite shoes of all time it there's a shoe there's a pair at my parents house i have a couple of them still i've like i've beaten most of them up um a couple of my friends that wore th that you know wanted them i ended up giving you know them the shoes back then uh it was just one of those shoes where i was just like i was in a in a good spot and i was like i'm just going all in because i don't know you know at that time i think you didn't really know if everything was coming back around there was still question as to like yeah you know if it would come back around and honestly like if i had to wear you know one shoe all the time like that would definitely be one of the choices that i would have to have to choose from so but like also the black 
black cement threes, you know, a great shoe. It also is up there for me, but I didn't, I wasn't able to get any in 2011. So I was kind of making up for it in 2012 with the, with the fours. (laughs) See, that's my, uh, just how Robbie has a story about the DB fours and him picking the, uh, black cement three. That's what happened to me with the, in 2012, they did a restock. It was actually a restock of the black cement, cement fours. And then the drop of the Raptor sevens and I just something pulled me towards the sevens and I just have not got a pair of black cement since. So one day, one day. I think it's important to note, and I'm sorry to poop on your parade, Nick, but you bought six pairs of like the worst retro of the Jordan four. I would say close to everyone. (laughs) Hey, hey, that's that's actually that's actually not the worst retro of the Jordan four. The worst retro is like the 0708 military fours, which yes, I bought like four pair of those too. Like they were like they were creased in the box. Like three oh. of my pairs were creased in the box. Like I was so pissed. But there's some pre-wear. What what can I do? That that's by far like the the military blue is like one of my favorite shoes. I, I would say if I had to pick one pair of Jordans, it's either the true blues or the military blues, probably the military blue fours. Yeah, but you're right. It was a poor decision, Robbie. I didn't have you. I didn't have you guys in my corner to talk me out of it. You know, all I had was that little devil Nick on my ear going, just buy it. Just buy it. Just buy it. But you I can't were, lie to you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk you out of it. I would be like, buy more, buy more. I mean, you were so right, though. I mean, at that point, we hadn't seen that shoe since 08, and that was in a pack. So it had been a really long time since the last bread for. I mean, I bought a pair, I think I bought two pairs on employee discount when I backed the second door to backdoored the second pair to myself. And I, I looked at them and I'm like, nah, I'm selling these. Like, this, they, <laughs> I mean, the same way you said yours were creased, like there was like scuffs in the new buck, like they'd been worn already. It's like, man, get this. I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was legitimately upset. And I didn't buy the last retro because I just too many other shoes but it'll come back in like five years. We will see that shoe again. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like I really have worn, like I'll, I'll post a picture of the, of the only pair that I have, like the two pairs that I have left from that round are very like beat up. Like I wore them a lot and the, they're flaking and you know, all that stuff. And I did get, what is it? 20, was it 2018 or yeah. 2018. The, the, they came back with the Nike Air, and I got I got one pair of those because I was like, well, I don't need to buy a six again. So, <laughs> I mean, you can never have too many. This is, I, I'm the worst person to do this. I'm like, you know, just whatever makes you happy, Nick. Buy whatever you want. <laughs> I'm the worst. So I guess instead of having like an, an angel and a demon, you have an angel and a judger. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep that. There may be some merch around that. We're gonna put that together. Right. <laughs> Seriously, I'm the judger. All right, I'm the, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> uh, shoot, all right, Robbie, number four. Oh, sorry, number two. What you got, man? I mean, I might get judged for this one because they super sat like bricks, but the Air Jordan Eight Aqua doesn't be a really big reoccurring theme here with shoes I wanted that are OGs and never had. So 
Aquas were very inspirational in my life. The Kanye effect, you know, you saw him on like People magazine wearing them. Um, MJ in the All Star Game, you know, the old commercials, the fact that they're sparkly purple and blue, like that's super cool. Um, I love that shoe. I bought them on release day. Much to my own chagrin, you could have got them on sale like four months later at pretty much any outlet. <laughs> But I didn't care because I wore them like the day I got them. Um, I don't wear a lot of eights. I think I've only had two in my life. And those those come out a lot in the summertime, which sounds weird. But in Portland, it rains all the time. So you can't be wearing, you know, that. It's almost like, what is it? It's not new buck, but it's like. Durabuck. Durabuck. There we go. You can't wear Durabuck in the rain. So I only wear those in the summertime, which looks kind of weird with shorts, but whatever. I love them. I ain't mad at it. I mean, you're right, though. It's one of the ones you definitely... It's one of the drawers that set, went on sale, and I waited too long to go get it. So now I'm looking for pre-owned pairs for under retail right now, and we'll see what happens. I just got to find the right pair. But I'm right there with you. All right, so... Looks like my number two pick is something um, I'm not sure if any of us have. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And if one of you guys have it, I want to see a picture of it. Um, the Jordan 4 cause, uh, I think it's the black pair that released in 2017. Freaking beautiful shoe. Um, I mean, this, this one kind of speaks for itself. I mean, it was just a great, I think it was all, all suede or all artificial suede with all of the calls print over it. I mean, glowing a dark soul. I mean, this is probably one of those hype beast dream shoes where they just salivate over it all day. But I mean, it's just a just a great sneakers all in all. Four is my f- favorite model of the Jordan. I mean, I'm right there with Nick as well with the uh, military blues as one of my favorite all the time. So I had to pick one to wear forever. I mean, you can clearly look at my my fours and they've been beat to crap. But um, yeah, that's that's my pair. I have no real connection to it. I just really like it. That's that's definitely uh, what was going to be one of my one of my top picks. So I'm glad you picked it. So now I can pick something else. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that shoe. Uh, both both the gray and the blacks, but I actually like the black better than the gray. I just think it it. I mean, man, it was really nice. That's a high quality shoe right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's high quality. So. Uh, my number two pick is going to be uh, something that I that probably would not be this high for most people, but it's one of my favorite colors and I regret not getting the shoe and I've always looked for them, but I've just never pulled the trigger on them. But 2012 Black Friday uh, release, Ronnie Feig dropped the Puma displays like the OG Cove colorway. Um, yeah. I love weird technology. So like the disc blaze, all that kind of stuff, any of the any of the like weird tech that's out there, like I probably own or have owned just to try it out. And that's one of those shoes that I just I always love. Like I a good color palette on it. I'm sold. So that's my pick for number two. That was such a clean freaking shoe. I remember seeing pictures of it like through like nice kicks and stuff, their website, sneaker news, all those guys. And man, just thought this is such, this is a beautiful shoe. The color is amazing. That cove blue. 
freaking just, just a sick looking sneaker and and with Ronnie Fike, we go ahead and just stop being so popular. Maybe I can get one that's not a stupid price. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean Ronnie Fike or David Copperfield? No. Um, he looks like <laughs> he looks like some uh, David Blaine. He looks like David Blaine. Uh, David Blaine. <laughs> I mean, there was a. Street. You know, I never thought about that. Until just now. I had a joke to that because he was on a magical streak of releasing a collab like three years in a row. Let that, let that soak in. Magical. Uh, Magical. Oh my. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of took a shit all over that, but they are super cool. And <laughs> you are not wrong. That's just, the, the disc blaze is kind of like the Insta pump fury. It's not my style, but when I see it, I recognize greatness. That's a really good looking shoe. Yeah, that's that's actually a good shoe. Like comparatively to, for me is like when stuff like that, like is just weird, but like not not like I'm not into like the way over the top weird stuff like the, you know, like the the Mars Yard overshoe. Like I think the concept is cool, but I'd never wear it. But when there's like weird technical stuff that's going on where you're just like this, how does this happen? Like especially as retro product where you're looking back and thinking like, you know, 25 years ago, people were thinking like this. That's crazy. So yeah, that's a great, a great connection. Though. Like two of my favorite shoes also. So there we go, man. We should have just Nick, we should just split a pair of the, uh, the Insta Pump Furies from Reebok and just send them to Robbie. Cause you know, he won't wear them if he has to buy them, <laughs> but they're free. He'll try them yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a fact. I would definitely try. That. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah it would definitely have to be purchased for me um speaking of purchases by me for my top pick i'd be playing myself if i didn't choose this shoe because i hate playing myself um they are jordan one top three like from 2016 i just bought them like a month and a half ago and i wear them all the time i love that shoe they make me very happy made me very sad when I didn't buy them the first time I remember distinctly I'll go on these little like cursing fits when I don't get a shoe on sneakers I'll get like really creative and I'll get really angry and I'll spite Nike and I'll be so mad and then I go eat breakfast and I'm happy so it's like whatever but I was so angry when I didn't get these I had to buy them and now that I own them they are bar none my favorite Black Friday release I just love them. I love everything about them. They've, they, they're like, they personified me. A lot of different sides to it. It's classic, but new. I'm really talking myself up in that example, but <laughs> um, I, just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Matt, this is one of the shoes that this is a prime example. I can't trust people because all through the sneaker blog of fear, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's like, Ugh, I hate this shoes. It's terrible. Blah. I'm like, perfect. Good. I'm gonna get a pair easily. And just like Robbie, I just go into a temper tantrum when I saw sold out, like immediately and still haven't gotten a pair because they're nonsense to pay resale for right now. Yo, I mean, this is definitely not a shoe for me, but this is one of those, like just knowing how much we, we've talked about you wearing the shoe since you got it like this just makes me happy that it makes you so happy so <laughs> they really do i mean 
this is totally off topic, but there's a show on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And Joe Pesci in Home Alone, which was the central theme of one of these episodes, he couldn't cuss. And apparently Joe Pesci curses after every seven or eight words. It's by nature. He says the F word every eight words. So he made up his own language of cursing for Home Alone. So when he gets hit, he's like kind of cussing, but he's not. Take that, but put all the expletives in the world. And he had me not getting the shoe. <laughs> I was so mad. Almost like your cat just kind of stares at you. Just like, mm, this guy. <laughs> She's like, this idiot. Now feed me. Um, but now feed me, bro. I mean, I hate paying resale. And I pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger twice in a month. And I don't think I'm going to do it again anytime soon. But I was just, I'm happy with my purchases. And this is just one of the happiest purchases I've ever made. And that's all that matters. Yep. Be happy, Robbie. What you got, Mike? My number one, no one's getting a hold of this. I don't know how many pairs are actually in the world, but this is just one of the, uh, I mean, to my knowledge and recent memory, where a high fashion brand connected with a heck of an influencer in the fashion world and connected with one of the most influential brands in the sneaker world. And that's going to be the Chanel by Pharrell, by Adidas, uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh NMD back in 2017. Um, this show, she was literally might be a holy grail of sneakers. Like you won't be able to find it. Um, it's super simple, just black sneaker, NMD, or you have uh, you have Chanel written on one side, and then, uh, I can't remember what's on the other side, but super simple, but it had people losing their collective minds over this. And now we have things like the Prada Superstar coming out. We have a Dior Jordan one coming out. So I feel like it kind of set a pace for that, but by being super simple. That was going to be my pick too. Uh, so I'll have to pick another thing. But yeah, that, that shoe is super <laughs> dope. The fact that Pharrell endorses both those brands and is a you know partner with both those brands and he's able to make that connection happen is just speaks volumes to who he is you know i i would love to i would love to even just see that shoe in person someday because i've never seen it in person yeah same i guess that said since since you stole my number one pick (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna go with the union air jordan one from uh, 2018 I didn't get those. I think the I mean, I really like both the colorways, but I really love the blue colorway. Um, I just think it was like crazy cool that they brought back all the flight stuff and all the it just had such a such a cool vibe about it. And um, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe uh, that's a full on my full on hype beast, uh, you know, inside coming out but <laughs> yeah that's that's my pick for number one i i do think um just just so everybody can kind of base like i'd love to i'd love to have people tell us what they're thinking about about these black friday cyber monday uh releases so just real quick i want to run through kind of like the the very quick list that we that we put together that mike put together um so going back to like 2010 you had the Jordan 7 Ben 23, the Jordan 13 Flints, Burn Rubber, uh, New Balance MT 580, 
the Nike 6.0 Dunk DeLorean, Undefeated Converse Poor Man's Weapon. Uh, 2011, you had the Black Cement 3s. 2012, you had the Air Jordan 9 Slim Jenkins, the Air Jordan 7 Raptors, Ronnie Feig Puma Disc Blaze Cove, Air Jordan 4 Black and Red. 2013, Atmos Air Max 90 Tiger Camo, and the Ronnie Feig uh, New Balance 1600 Daytona. 2014, Air Jordan 8 Dornbecker, uh, Ronnie Feig New Balance 530 Central Park, Jordan 6 Black and Infrared. 2015, the Air Jordan 8 Aqua, the Flyknit Racer Oreo, uh, Asics Bruce Lee Pack, the Nike SB Dunk Low De La Souls, Concepts Nike SB Dunk uh, Stained Glass Highs, Jordan 1 Cyber Mondays. 2016, you've got the Yeezy 350 Black Friday pack we talked about, the Jordan True Blues that we talked about, the Bape NMD R1s, Air Jordan 1 Top 3, Kyrie 2 Krispy Kreme. Fun fact, the Air Jordan 3 Cyber Monday released in October of 2016, so we didn't really leave that as an option, um, even though it was called the Cyber Mondays. Uh, <laughs> it's basically just called the Cyber Mondays based on the Jordan 1 Cyber Monday from the prior year. Uh, 2017, you had the SB Dunk, uh, Medicom Bear Bricks, like the retro version, uh, the Kith non-native Adidas pack, which was the Ultra Boost that they released, uh, as part of their like Aspen pack. Uh, those are, those are kind of dope. They had like the mid, uh, kind of sock, wool sock build to them. Air Max 97 Silver Bullet was that year as well. Yeah, it looks uh, like. Chanel, Pharrell, NMD that we mentioned. Jordan 4 Cause in the black that we mentioned, the Jordan 1 Top 3 in gold. 2018, you had the Yeezy 350 V2 Sesame, Union Air Jordan 1s, Air Max Plus Sunset, the uh, Adidas and Dragon Ball Z, Commanda and Ultratex, Jim Red Jordan 12s. And we didn't really get into anything from this year, uh, but obviously there's plenty of stuff from this year too. But um, let us know what you thought of the Black Friday releases, what your top five were um instagram twitter facebook we're even on tumblr at sneaker history on all the platforms so um but we appreciate all of you listening uh, my name is nick ingvall you can find me at nick ingvall on all platforms uh guys let them know how they can find you yeah mike gillery you guys can find me on sneaker history as well also look for me on instagram and twitter at madwatcher 789 ravi where you at sir you can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Um, and it's Fall Sneaker History. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's all rock. Woo! Yes, sir. We appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See ya. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to let you know of a few things that we've got going on for you here at Sneaker History. First off, you can save 15% off of Shrineco bag purchases on their website at theshrine.co using the code HISTORY15. The second thing is a favor. I wanted to ask you all to take just a couple of minutes to leave us a review on iTunes. Really, it's the only way that we're able to expand our audience and reach new people with this podcast, and we greatly appreciate all of you for taking just a couple of minutes out of your day to leave us a review. Whether it's good, bad, feedback, any of the above, we'll take it all and hopefully continue to make this podcast better for you with each and every episode. Last but definitely not least, do yourself a favor, do the community a favor, 
tell somebody that you like their shoes today. You never know how far that will go for somebody. And we all know how good it feels when we're recognized for wearing a fresh pair. So spread the love and we'll keep doing the same. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.